Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast is powerful, and as always, well, not always, he wasn't here last week, the powerful Johnny Rage. In the flesh, I'm in a great mood, Dags. Why is that? I found stretchy jeans at Sam's Club. That's a lot of stretching. So what I, what this allows me to do is maintain my, uh, there's something about jumping up a waist size, which is just true. Tra- it's too traumatic for me to actually handle. Of course, ah. uh, of course, you know, most men just barely, or most men just put their waist lower and lower. And then the belly just hangs over. Drop the FUPA. So these are the, the best invention. I always told you the best invention in the world was a thong. I'm changing that now. The best invention is these stretchy jeans. I can roll with my third. I was just about on the brink of collapsing and saying, okay, I'll, I'll step up to forties. Forties. Okay. And then I see at Sam's club, the sign that says stretch material jeans. And these are some pretty snazzy looking jeans. And I now, I said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can roll with my old waist size of 38. And Diggs, this cat, who you know is a fine-tuned machine, is rolling in some 38 jeans again. Now, where do you get your clothes? Uh, Mills Fleet Farm or Northern Sam- Sam's Club, man. I love it. Everything I own is Sam's Club. If there was one store that you got locked in and you couldn't get out for a week, it'd be Sam's Club for me. Where would that be for you? That's a good question. Now I, know, I, now, I know you tried to lock yourself in a Victoria's Secret once. That's a little different. And you were arrested and you did your time. But what, what store, if you had to sustain yourself, would you actually pick amongst all the ones out well, there? Well, first of all, that was supposed to be a secret. Hence the there's name. no secrets, Diggs. There's no secrets here on, on the Amish. Can you smell it? What? The delicious coffee I'm enjoying. Oh. Powerful cup of Tailwager's Blend Coffee. God, it's good. Just the name of it sounds good. It's powerful. And on a cold winter's night in the great state of Minnesota, or wherever you are, even in the tropics, You can always enjoy a cup of coffee from all the way up in Alaska. I'm going to need you to go to alaskadogworks.com, pick up a bag of powerful Tailwagers blend. And when you go to the coupon code, please type in Amish Baby Machine. It will help them. It will help us. 
and it will help you enjoy a powerful cup of coffee. Tailwaggers Blend from AlaskaDogWorks.com. Alaska to go to Alaska. Is that kind of our little... Just for the hell of it? Just for the hell of it. Powerful puns, powerful show today. We enjoyed two different movies. Yeah, but Dave, let me go back to the coffee thing. Is there a certain time, did we talk about this, where you kind of shut the coffee down and move on to other various drinks? Now, like I said, usually coffee is for effect. That being, that being said, on a, on a frigid Minnesota morning here, evening, wherever you are, I do enjoy a cup of coffee. So you'll drink it at night? No, not usually. Okay, but you'll drink a monster drink at night. Not at night, not usually, no. Okay, because some people... Well, it depends if I'm going to enjoy a cinema sometimes. I do enjoy a powerful energy drink, and I have to get the movie nachos. Okay. Well, once 10 o'clock rolls around in the morning, this cat's done with coffee. Whether it's tail, as good as tail wager is, I'm not wagging my tail after 10 a.m. for some of your coffee. We are we so, are on powerful different schedules, though, me and Johnny Rage. I'm a, yes, night, I'm a night owl, and Johnny Rage is a morning bitch. I was going to say, what would a good analogy be? A night owl, because owls stay up all night long. If a person is a early morning, what would you use as a, as a reference to that? I don't we, know. We, we people that get up in the morning don't get the cute nickname. It's always you night owls that get it. Yes, but you get the uh, you get the worm. The Good early point. bird. Bird morning. Bird early, man. Early bird, bird. Early bird gets the worm. Powerful. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Flock of Amish. God, we love you. Powerful episode today. We're gonna we enjoyed two different movies. And as always, we'll go off on powerful tangents, powerful thoughts, powerful comedy. Powerful. Now, what powerful news stories? I know that you dug deep. Because you were off a whole week. What powerful well, stories do you have to bring to this powerful episode? I know we're going to talk about movies uh, later, but I'm going to... I know you're a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Yeah. Is that, is that how you reduce yourself? That's all you do now? And it's just... That's so powerful. No, here's just the thing. That, I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to give you guys two impersonations. Okay. I'm going to give you one of Arnold on a train. Okay. And one Bob Dylan starting his motorcycle on a cold Minnesota morning. Which one do you want first? Uh, give me the cold motorcycle. (laughs) Okay. You ready for Arnold? Arnold on a train. I'm trying to catch the train. What time is it? What time does the train come to the station? Listen, listen to me. I'm a copy idiot. Oh God! Uh, I hope you didn't waste a lot of time putting that together. You do an impersonation. You got because nothing. You, do you have one? Because you wasted a lot of our time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no. Do you have what? an impersonation? Do one. Oh, boy. Do it. Do it now. 
That's probably the easiest one to turn to. You put me on a spot here. Yes. I've got an impersonation of you. Do it, do it now. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful. I just did you. Now that's now don't get mad, Dave, because that's supposed to be the biggest, the the best form of flattery is impersonation. It is it's powerful. Now you were talking about impersonations. We watched Saturday Night Live, the cold opening. You enjoyed that with Elizabeth Warren. Yes, but I was. We were talking about uh, something else. I brought up Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I don't want to get too off the topic here. Um, well, this tailwagger blend's got me all revved up. Okay. Well, I, my question was: Are you following? We're talking. We we're always known for talking about movies, and I know you're a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. But did you watch how the Terminator did at the box office, the latest version? <laughs> I like I always said they need to kill that off. As much as I, think, I love Arnold, destroy it. Um, but listen to these numbers once. Terminator Dark Fate. It is being considered a box office flop, and now that could, of course, jeopardize future the whole franchise, which we hope it does. Um, it says the film's total worldwide box office revenue. And the opening weekend was 123.6 million. That doesn't sound bad, does it, Diggs? To you? I'm talking opening weekend here. Was it about a buck eighty-five to make? Yes, Diggs, you are correct. 185 million bucks, but that doesn't include the tens, if not hundreds, of millions spent on marketing that film. Uh, there is a change that the film could lose more than 120 million depending upon how the rest of its theatrical run turns out. I don't see this as surprising. I had zero desire. Did you see this movie? I forget. You I saw have not some... seen it yet. But do, do you have a desire to go see it? Well, I love Arnold. I love the Terminator series. But looking at the trailers, I already could figure out that I wouldn't like it. But you don't like, you're not a Terminator fan. I never, I never, under, I know, I never got into that. I just didn't get into it. I, I don't, it reminds me of, let's go back to the Marvel movies that are being made. You have these epic battles, which never end. Guys are getting the shit kicked out of them, thrown up against mountains and rocks, and, and they just never die. And that's, Terminator was exactly the same thing. I mean, they would just take these guns and mortars and just blast them at each other, and nobody would ever die in the film. I'm going to agree with got, I'm going to agree with you <laughs> that it, you reach a point where it's ridiculous. Like they make it look cool with the gun porn where they're just blasting him right in the face, but then he just grows back. Right, you're right, just grows back, and nothing happens. You're absolutely right that, and they can always bring it back, and they can always go back in time. But the first two Terminators, I I like those. And then that was it. Yeah. So I think this will probably put it to bed though. Um, as it should be. I mean, there's not much new substance there. Um, so it doesn't shock me that it didn't do that well. And, and, and let's face it, the, the movie goers of today, Arnold Schwarzenegger is even a big name. Well, does he have his draw? I mean, he does for you cause you're old, but are kids going to go when I say well, you're, kids and you're old and you watched a kid's movie you're going to review shortly. I don't know if you could call it a, that's a horror movie. Okay. Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a horror movie. Come on. Yeah. 
No, that was a horror movie. Um, it was a frightening movie. Okay, what's the difference between frightening and horror? Do tell. I'm saying, did it scare you, or do you think, did it scare people in the audience? Yes, I think it did. One of the rare films, I think, that actually had the ability to do that, because when it, well, we'll talk about that later, but Dags, I'm confused. Maybe you can straighten me out, because I know you're a, a big Game of Thrones dude. I'm watching reports from my sources that say Game of Thrones prequel, uh, prequel is coming to HBO. And then my other sources are saying, no, it's been canceled. Can you give us the latest word on what's happening to Game of Thrones? Because that's your world, buddy. The latest is the new show will be a prequel. And I think it's going to be called House of the Dragon. HBO ordered uh, 10, 10 episodes, I heard. But they don't know when it's going to air. <laughs> you're funny. Oh, you're funny. Why don't you just go look that up while there was a... <laughs> uh, thank you, Dags. That's your deal. I was hoping you would understand it. So what do you think? Are you going to be able to get into that one or what? I looked it up on Facebook. boy. That's your source. No, it's not. I have sources and sorcery. So what do you think? Are you going to be able to get into that? Or, I mean, is it dead for you like Terminator is for me? Or what do you think? I would watch it. We'll have to see who the actors are. That'll make a difference to you because did you know any of the actors in the original one before it started? I didn't know who they were, but they were good actors. Right. So that's what so, it is. It's kind of like, you got, uh, what's that? But you got to learn them. You didn't know going into it, though, until you actually nestled into it and embraced it. That's what I'm saying. If they're good actors, then it'll be good. Because that show's all about acting. If it's not good acting, it'll just be a CGI fest. Now, have you ever watched a movie that there wasn't good acting in? What do you mean? 99% of the movies are not good acting. Get Name one. Name, name any movie. I don't know. I think if you go to any movie, whether it's an average movie or blockbuster, one thing that's always pretty good, the storyline might not be good, but the actors are always usually pretty good. No. I've never, I've never seen a bad actor. What are you talking about? Now, if you go to like a Save by the Bell sitcom and watch some of that acting, yeah, there were some pretty bad actors, but if you... Like the movie that we were in yesterday, that I watched yesterday, that we're going to talk about and discuss and break down and dissect, and I'll give you my brilliant uh, takeaways from that. It was a bunch of no-name actors, very good actors. The actors were sound. It was just a low-budget film, but I've never seen a movie with bad acting in it. I'm sorry, I haven't. That's like the dumbest thing I ever heard. There's no movie, so every movie you like, every movie that comes out. I'm not saying that. That's different. I'm saying there's bad actors and just plain bad movies, but they're not the same thing. I'm trying to think of a what's a so what's a movie you like that that has good acting but it was bad story. Um, if you give me a moment, I'll think about that. But sometimes you go to a well, you know, so the movie Godzilla, for example, had great acting in it. Yes, you really believe that. Yes. The movie King Kong had great acting in it. Yes. All the Rocks movies, they're all great acting. Yes. There was nothing wrong with the acting. Whether or not you like the movie is a different thing, though. That's two different things. But every movie, I'm always amazed at, like, like when I went to the movie Countdown yesterday, there was no um, high-end actor in that. But... It was still quality actors, maybe playing 
a bad role, but still quality actors. Arnold Schwarzenegger come to mind maybe as a bad actor, I guess. Uh, Training. So anyway, Diggs, um, we go from Game of Thrones. I want to touch on a couple things here before I lose you. I know that you don't have uh, um, a long attention span, but I know you're not big into the copyright things, but can I just play a little blip? I went to the Boss Gags concert. We got to talk about that, too. Huge fan of Boss Gags. For any of you uh, people who are of the age of 45 or higher, you'll really, you probably appreciate and love Boss Gags. Are you a Boss Gags fan? Eggs? I am not. Really? Because Skaggs and Dags kind of rhyme. I thought you two might jive together. There used to be a powerful Italian restaurant here called Lito's, so I might enjoy that. I should call you Boss Dags from this yes. point forward. Powerful. Anyway, I know you're big into the copyright thing, but can I just run a little snippet of what it sounded like on our live pro- on our podcast here? I won't play it. You can play it, but it'll be edited out. Why don't you Just reenact it for us? Here we go. Can you hear that, Diggs? No. Thank God. Can't? Okay, anyway. Little does Johnny Rage know, I just replaced his lame music with some sweet music I just made on my phone. I try to capture um, some of that concert. I want to tell you, I was down at, I'm gonna, can I talk about this concert now? You can bit. talk about whatever you want. Okay. So, Boss Gags is announced he's coming. You know how that is months ahead of time. You get the tickets, and you kind of forget about it. And then we head down to uh, Treasure Island Casino down in Red Wing, Minnesota. Always have some. They, they, they kind of take those, those second-tier acts is what they usually have down there. Like they're bringing in Chicago in May. Uh, they had Boss Gags. Um, they have like the nitty ditty dirt band. Um, they would never bring anything in like, uh, um, gosh, who'd be a big name act today. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I love boss gags. I love his music. It looked like the venue that we were in would have really good acoustics and the music would sound really well done. And boss gags, he's not a showman in any sense of the word. The guy just does the basics, plays his music, music and gets the hell out of there, okay? So if you're in for a, uh, an epic performance, you're not going to get that with him, but you'll get the quality music. He kind of has more of a blues uh, background is, is where he started, and it's carried on through his Silk Degree album that everybody loves and probably the most noticeable songs. But he was not loud enough, and I thought the acoustics absolutely were horseshit which kind of ruined it for me. And, and, you know, how much do you think I paid for his ticket? You got it for free. No, I didn't. I wish I did. What would you pay? Well, it's, you probably don't, you don't like boss gigs. So it's hard, but what would I you think say I paid? $55. Okay. I paid 77 bucks. No, oh my God. Not, not the highest you're going to pay, but that's, that's kind of expensive for, for, for a concert ticket. Very expensive for a dude that hasn't had a record forever. No, he does. He's got a bunch of new stuff, and he actually played it. Um, but it borders more on his blues background, and I'm not a fan of that aspect of his career. I like his more of his uh, yacht rock stuff that he does. But he did try to introduce his new stuff, of course, because he's trying to 
prolong his career and he was selling the records and stuff like that. But again, the venue itself, I didn't think uh, supported, I don't think it would support any music. Here's a question I have for you, Dave, because you have all the wisdom in the world. When a band comes into town like Boss Skaggs, is that his sound system or would that be supplied by the venue? That is a great question. Usually, you know, they used to have the stacks of amplifiers up to the ceiling back Correct. in the old day. And now if I had to guess, he has a limited budget. So he probably comes in and brings his own shit in. But a lot of it might go through the house. I'd have to see the setup there. Mm-hmm. Did Let me I ask s- you this. Did he get better as the night went on? Because no matter how much... um set up they do it it's always the first couple of songs they have the the vocals are shitty or something's shitty and then they finally get it fine-tuned no i just thought the quality of the vocals and and was was shitty from the minute it started till the end um i didn't think the band played shitty they're very talented musicians and a lot of these guys have been with them since day one very talented but it is a bare bones concert. He's not a showman. He's not going to say, Hey everybody, Minneapolis, you know, or anything like that. He did very little talking. You got your money's worth because he played his heart out, but the sound quality of, of his talents were ruined because of that sound system. He either brought or treasure Island casino supplied almost to the point where I'm like, you know what? I want some money back on this because that sounded like shit. So I, I think you're right about the acoustics. That might have been huge. The room was not designed for for music. They didn't have like acoustic panels up there. But yes, they did. This is an event center which was designed for multiple purposes. Well, there you go. Multiple. Was it designed for a nice sound stage for music? Or was it you know what I'm saying? If they make everything just a little bit good for everything. Like what I'm trying to say is like a, a good music venue is designed for the sound you know they always talk about you drop a pin you can hear it anywhere opposed to just some boxy room that has a I mean, stage when you on go, it. but you go to these arenas like uh the local one here is xl or even u.s bank where they've hosted many concerts and they're not built for concerts no, some are horrible like the they're yeah they're built for they're built for hockey or built for for uh um, basketball, but they bring, I think those musicians, because those are usually the higher end ones bring in their own ac- acoustics and they really can fine tune. Well, they, uh, I mean, that, they can make up, with, make up with it with raw power too, you know, to fill up that mm-hmm. area. I mean, assuming that place there, how many people did it hold? Uh, it was about 5,000. Okay. So I was at, so, I saw Gordon Lightfoot at a small theater and it was horrible and, I, and everyone was yelling and it's funny for Gordon Lightfoot to turn it up louder. So I, I've been in a situation like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about Carnegie hall or these places that are really set up nice for music, but that mm-hmm. would piss me off too. If you're dropping 77 bones on a concert, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I, I was a little disappointed because I mean, I absolutely love his music. Um, and, and, when you're at a concert, another another thing I was shocked about too, nobody was getting up and dancing. Not that Boss Gags is like dance music, but yet it, it's it's quality music that moves you to get up and at least do a little jig. And very few people were doing that. And I think a lot of the reason was because it just sounded so so muffled. Um, so I was a little disappointed in because Boss Gags, my gosh, 
talk about childhood memories. Just a just a flood of memories as I'm listening to his tunes. I will I will listen to Boss Gags by myself, not at Treasure Island Casino because I don't have money to buy out the concert hall, but at my house, and just play his songs over and over and over. Now that's part of the problem too because when you're listening on your headsets by yourself, you're comparing that to Treasure Island. What's well, not going to extrapolate to the same thing, but. Anyway, I wish it would have been louder. So that's my review of the Boss Gigs concert. It would be interesting if anybody else wanted to weigh in on that, if anybody else went to it or not. So We do have a lot of old people listening. What was the average age of the attendees there? Attenders? Tenders? Yeah, chicken tenders? It was, def- it was definitely 45 to 65 crowd, no doubt, because, I mean, let's face it, Boss Gigs was, uh, was hot back in the 70s. 65 to 75 no probably a little bit later than that but his mute but but his music he's one of the few musicians though where his songs are timeless i mean my daughters hear this stuff and they love it it passes from generation to generation a lot of artists today don't have that ability to take their song and transition it to the next generation if you can do that name an artist eggs that you feel can transition his music in a timeless fashion from decade to decade where you'll listen to it, the younger generation will listen to it. What comes to mind? Nothing right now. Yeah, I mean, with the new stuff, there is nothing. There is well, no, absolutely The thing nothing. is with the new stuff, it's it's different now. People don't listen to their radio anymore. You know, they get their music in different ways. So it's really hard to compare, you know, vinyl records back then, playing them on the, re- on the radio. So you're, you're saying because all of us kind of customize our playlists now versus listen to what's dished off to us on the radio. Yes. It's, it's kind of like exactly people making their playlists, people, you know, watching movies on Netflix. There was talks about, I don't know if you heard about Netflix speeding up, you'd be able to speed up the the movie you're watching or the TV show so you could binge watch it even quicker. Well, you can by simply hitting the, the play button or, or that's that. See, that's what I do on my phone. I watch most of my TV on my phone and you, you know how you can slide the, the, the bar on the bottom. What do you call that bar? The motion bar. You can slide ahead or slide back. I do that right now without even. No, but I'm, I'm special... talking about speeding up the actual speed of it. I don't like that. Well, music, they do that on, um. Like a lot of music to on the radio to crank in more ads, it speed up the music. I could always tell, you know, mm-hmm. they shave off a little bit. It's kind of like those uh, the bullshit where they uh, they sell food now, but it's a smaller portion. Right, it's the same price. Right. You know, they try to cram so much in there. I mean, if you go into mm-hmm. an actual, see, that's what bothers me. Watching a film, a lot of people don't want to go to the movie theater, so they they watch this movie that's designed to be on this big screen with big sound, and they watch it. If they're lucky on a 70 inch TV, but usually on a little five inch, six inch screen. So you, re- you don't get the, f- the effect of the movie. Right. I, I don't think it's the fact that they don't want to go to the movie. Sometimes they can't. I mean, when you go to a movie, it's an event. Uh, not a lot of people with kids and life can afford to go. I mean, you're looking at the average movie. You're spending three hours away from your family or whatever you're, whatever you're going to be away from. So it's not that they don't want to go to the movie. They don't may maybe necessarily can't afford the time, but then I get what you're saying. The movie theater for certain, mo- I mean, for a horror film, well, no, a horror film, a horror, uh, a documentary. I don't think you necessarily need to watch that exactly. in a movie theater. 
But but the reason yeah. I'm saying is in the movie The Irishman. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to see that in the movie theater. It's not coming in Minnesota, so I'm forced to watch it. You know, on a little shitty screen, where it's as no, powerful. Are you sure about I'm that? Hundred percent sure. It's okay. not coming to Minnesota well, well, at all. Why? Why would that be? I don't get that. Because they got into a big fight. The movie uh, theaters got into a big fight. The whole Netflix, and they wanted to show it for a longer period of time. So it's you know it's always about money. But my point know, is, but, my point is, you know, a yeah. big movie like that. A Goodfellas type movie, I want to see that in the movie theater. Yeah, I don't get that because most movie theaters are national chains anyway. So how could they run it in Chicago and not Minneapolis? They they all there's no mom and pop movie theaters. Yeah, there is. Anymore. There's they, those little small artsy places, you know. Well, fine. They they can't. But let's go to our tried and true, the, the bigger theaters, which which appeal to a national audience because they have national. Or they have national recognition. Yeah, but it, you know, like they the, couldn't get the deal worked out, so now you're going to have to watch it on Netflix unless you're in one of the seven states that's going to show it. Hmm. Well, I mean, at least you can watch it. Um, it just doesn't. It just can... doesn't have the effect. You know, when you're watching at home or at work, you know, you have all these distractions. You're not in a dark mm-hmm. movie theater. I mean, I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, the same with know, music. You know, you're talking about seeing Boss Gags in concert. Well, theoretically, uh-huh. if it's a nice venue, people listen to music now on little earbuds. And and if you ever get the chance to listen to music live, where you're experiencing it, you know, the sights, the huge uh, stage show. You know, if you go to a big arena rock, they got the, you know, the lasers, the the smoke, everything. It's an experience. Versus just listening in on little earbuds. It's the same with a movie, you know, watching a movie, big spectacle on a little TV, you know, little teeny phone. I'd much rather see it in the movie theater. And you're right, some shows, you know, there's no reason to see it on a big screen. But if you're going to see Star Wars, of course you want to see it on a big screen versus a little phone. I don't know if The Irishman would qualify as a movie that you'd have to see on a big screen. That's a gangster movie. That one to me, I don't think much is lost watching it on the Netflix. No, but if you look at the cinematography, the direction style of a Scorsese movie, it's really cool to look at, and you're not getting that on your phone. Well, yeah, you, I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'll watch it for sure. I'm a huge fan of the of those style of movies, and this looks like it could be right up the uh, the Godfather type uh, movie. I mean, it's definitely all the well, they're not all the same people, but some of the same people as a Godfather. No, I mean it, it's uh, going to be a sequel to, you know, Goodfellas and Casino. But I mean, I, uh-huh. I think that's why everyone's excited because they love that chemistry of those uh-huh. guys. You know, Pesci and De Niro, and now they're going to add Pacino. So you have the Italian trifecta. Uh-huh. What do you mean now they're going to add Pacino? They always had Pacino. No, and Goodfellas Casino is what I'm talking about. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. The only time that De Niro, you know, pretty much De Niro and uh, Pacino were in the movie Heat at the powerful diner scene. No, they were in The Godfather together. They were in the scene together? Um, no, they were they were not in a yes. scene together, but they, they were in the same movie. Yeah. Correct. But you got me on a technicality. Thanks. Brother. Hey, let's hear about, let's hear about, let's hear about your movie. I want to hear about it. Because I, I have a lot of interest in it. Tell me more. The Lighthouse. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. I was uh, looking forward to it. 
art, artsy film filmed in black and white about two dudes that get dropped off on a lighthouse island and they have to take care of it for four weeks. And it's, it's almost like a play. It's just, it's just bare bones, minimal. It's just two guys talking to each other. And then you see how dreary, you know, they show the shots of the black and white of these two guys and the day-to-day maintenance of taking care of the lighthouse and then you see these uh, little ominous omens. You see like seagulls that are just irritating this one dude. And the one guy is real mysterious about his background. And the other guy, Willem Dafoe, is kind of like a poop deck pappy guy, older dude. But he's farting all the time. <laughs> so it's basically there's not much going on. And then. So it sounds like, it sounds like you and I on a podcast. What's that? Why is that? You're the old dude? You're farting all, you're farting all the time. I edit all that out. Okay. So it's two guys doesn't, doesn't smell like it, but go yeah, ahead. Two guys talking to each other. And then one guy's kind of descent into madness. So the acting in that was actually pretty good, but I had a complaint that the black and white was too black and white is too filtery for me. You know how much I love my filters. Mm-hmm. So the, I get it. It's dreary, but they made it so dreary that some scenes were hard to see watch actually. Cause it was so dark. And it was the aspect ratio. You know, normally it's at 16 by 9. It's at widescreen. This mm-hmm. they had it narrowed down to like 4 or 3. It was just a small little square. Do you like that? No. Yeah, because that goes against your thought of going to the big screen and everything else. Yeah. So the movie, in theory, was cool. You know, you get two guys. And, you, you know, I like the, the lore of the ocean and sailors and all that. You know, they had that with the mermaids. They had allusions to that. Sea monsters. Went off in a weird direction. I'm trying not to give anything away, but they had stuff going on. And, you know, some people might like it. There's no way you could sit through it because it was just a long, boring movie. How long was it? That's a good question. I didn't even see Normally I look at the time. I can Mm -hmm. look it up. Because, you know, you talk about The Irishman, I think that's going to be a three-hour movie, isn't it? It is. It's going to be an epic. They always are. It's going to be about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, in theory, was cool, you know, because you wonder what it would be like to be, you know, trapped, cooped up in a lighthouse for a month. I've never once cared or wondered about that, Dags. You must be uh, really missing something in your life. No, but I wonder. See, that's what's cool about me. I wonder. You're just, mm-hmm. you just, you just, you don't think about things. You don't think about life. You're so very simple. Point, you're very basic. At one point in your life, you said, geez, I wonder what it'd be like to be cooped up in a uh, lighthouse. You thought that? Don't you ever think about things? We, we talk about, <laughs> we talk about survival, man, against nature. So let me ask you this. It's Dave. a survival did, movie. The two guys prior to coming in did not know each other. Correct. One guy was a seasoned hey. veteran. Willem Dafoe. One guy was a season. Okay. He's teaching the new guy. Yes. Okay. But I like the concept, but they went in weird directions. Trying not to give stuff away because normally I do. Mm-hmm. But I did not like the movie. You know, it's interesting though. You, you take a look. You said there's just two actors in this movie that really, you'd have to dig deep as an actor to be able to pull that off because that's a lot of screen time and you can't hide your acting ability. If you're the only one in it 
especially if you say there's only two in this movie, how many movies has there been just one person? How many actors could pull off doing an entire two-hour movie by themselves? Not many. What's one movie and, where it was just one guy? Uh, Tom Hanks in um, Castaway. Oh, there was more than one person in that movie. Well, the bulk of it is he, is him obviously stranded on that island. So, yes, you have the beginning where it was set up. You have the end where it was set up. But the bulk of that movie was him acting without a supporting cast. No, I get that. But it, that's what why this know. was kind of – this is – like it, it reminded me of a play. It was just two guys. Typically, they're at the dinner table, and then they showed the the dreary tasks they had to do cleaning the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So, is it was it scary? Was it frightening? Was it what was it exactly? It was dread. It was a sense of dread. Well, that's the worst kind of sense of dread. And it was and it was what, constant things going on, like the fog horn was going on. <laughs> All the time, you know, it was dreary, mm. rainy. Uh, oh, Defoe, the head guy was just a dick, just making was making he? this young guy do all this shit. You know, clean up, do this. You clean that wrong, and then it got mm-hmm. into this whole homoerotic thing where between the two, and there's lots of scenes of self pleasuring, and then it got into it got really weird, and then it got into the whole weird light thing. Like, did you see Pulp Fiction? Mm-hmm. You remember in the What's in the Suitcase, you know, the glowing, or uh, mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. glows, and mm-hmm. Repo Man, they had the glowing. They had that, too, this, you don't know what this powerful glowing forest is. So they had, a, you know, they were alluding to a lot of stuff, a lot of mythology, Greek mythology. In concept, the movie was cool. It could have been cool. But they they went off too much on weird stuff. I would have trimmed mm-hmm. out a lot of the weird dreamy dreamy stuff. But it was actually, I mean, it was it was an art film. So that part I did enjoy because it was it was nothing like the Avengers, you know. Right, completely completely different from that. As you're talking, I'm thinking about that film with what was her name, Andrea. Uh, she was the 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 brunette gal. She was always loved by most teenagers because she was stacked pretty pretty well barbeau and she was well, yeah andrea barbeau wasn't she in a movie called the fog and she lived in a lighthouse or something like that the fog great movie yeah i'm thinking of that as you're telling us about your current movie it's taking me back also the but... shining there's a lot of that too mm-hmm. you know when he's jack nicholson's trapped and the descent of madness and the, the supernatural element but why would there be madness for only a four-week time frame though well, I don't want to give away too much. All right. So give us a, one thing you can give away is give us your rating. What, what do you give it at for buggy wheel eyes? You know, I kind of, uh, when I first saw it, I'm like, God, I, this sucks. And then I kind of think about it and I mellowed uh-huh. a little bit. I will say two out of five. But there's people, there's people raving about it. And, and to be fair, the acting is really good. It's just the so while just the, the way you're talking about this, why only a two out of five? Because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't like. They added if they would have trimmed it down. Okay. I was I'm still because a movie's you know I appreciate the art, but it's got to be watchable to me. 
Well, I appreciate you, but you you are you have to be watchable and listenable too. Yes. Okay. Most powerful podcast ever created. You know, thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate everyone that listened to this powerful podcast. Don't forget to check out our merch, AmishBabyMachine.com. Powerful t-shirts, mugs, stickers, hoodies. Now that it's cold, check out our hoodies. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you like our Facebook page. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. I'm on there 24-7 creating powerful tweets. We're on YouTube. Make sure you follow our YouTube channel. And wherever you listen to the podcast, please leave a review. A five-star review is the best. Five-star rating. It will unlock the secrets to the universe. Please do that. Also, Patreon. Patreon.com is another great way to support this powerful podcast. Links on AmishBabyMachine.com. Now, Johnny Rage, tell us about the powerful movie you enjoyed. Now, you... You ridicule me for some of the selections that I have, but um, I like to be entertained, and I, I, I am a I'm a I love horror film. I, I did get burnt out on them after a while. I was uh, so I went to the Marvel thing for a while, but then I was burnt out on that, so now I'm back to horror horror films, uh, flicks. Um, so there was one. It's currently at the movie theater. I think it was released. Uh, it's only been out for about a week, but it's called Countdown. The um, final countdown. No. <laughs> It's not. Are you an elephant or what? Are you playing an instrument? That... We can make money. You'd be like my trained elephant. You'd be like my trained elephant yes. that can play the final countdown. Um, what the gist of the movie is is there is an. You see these on Facebook all the time too. Um, fill this out and we'll tell you what year you're going to die and how you're going to die. Have you ever seen that on Facebook? I have. Okay. What age uh, has it said that you're going oh, to live to? They also want to do that with the genetics, DNA. They'll tell you yeah. like, what you're susceptible to. I don't want to know that. Okay. Well, anyway, that's the premise of this is there's an app. It's called Countdown. And you get it off of your smartphone and you plug in all your information. And then it gives you a, how many years you have left to live. And over the course of the movie, some of the characters, hey, I'm not going to die until I'm 95. Other people, hey, look, I got to go till 75. At this point, I just think it's a joke anyway, but there's kind of some sense of relief because it's like a, it's like a, a Ouija board. You're always kind of wondering, is this or isn't it? That's kind of what was happening in this movie, too. They're like, is this for real or not? And most people are just blowing it off. Unless, of course, when you, when you went to the app and it said you have three days left, you're a little more panicked than the rest of the people who said they'll die at 96. Well, if you open up the app tags and you see you've got three days and you're kind of more, a little more alarmed, but still kind of blowing it off. Ah, this is just a fun app. Nothing to it. Well, of course, in typical fashion, the first girl that opens up the app, she's the one that says, actually, no, it's three hours for her. Three hours, 22 minutes, 30 seconds. And she's at a party. And of course, they're also, she downloads the app, various others download the app, and they're all, like I said, if they got to be the ripe old age of 97, hey, look at me, 97, hey, look at me, 86. Well, her, they're like, hey, Angie, how about you? And she's kind of quiet. She's not really revealing how much time she has because she's kind of wigged out by it. Come on, how, how much longer do you have? And then she kind of turns the phone and shows her app. 
says three hours, 22 minutes, 30 seconds, something to that effect. So that kind of sets the movie up and it's called Countdown. That's the app that these kids are getting on their phone. So we'll speed you ahead forward three hours, 22 minutes and 30 seconds later in the show, which is really about a minute in movie time. Um, she hops into the car with her drunk boyfriend. So you're, you can see this being set up. You're like, oh, okay, I get this. This is how she's going to die. So her drunk boyfriend and her get into an argument because she is really apprehensive about driving with him because he's drunk, especially because she knows she's got this app that says, hey, in two hours now, she's going to be dead. Or at this point, 20 minutes, I think, because it's counting down as time goes on. So she's really pissed off at her boyfriend and says, hey, I'm not, I am not uh, driving with you. You're drunk. He's, she's, he's typical male bravado. Come on, man. I drive really good when I'm drunk. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to walk home. Well, you think the guy, you think chivalry is not lost and he'll actually go out and get her. Well, he doesn't. He basically says, F you. And he drives home drunk. He actually ends up getting into an accident. Well, when he gets into an accident, he looks over to his right and a tree pierced through the windshield and right through the passenger seat. So if she would have been in the vehicle. She would have been killed. Is this too much information, Diggs? No, I... It's powerful. Okay. So Here, here's the powerful. thing with the movie reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to set this I up. I just want to set this up. Yeah. I mean, this, I'm giving a lot of information, but you need this to understand, but then I'm going to cut you off. It's kind of like a heroin dealer. I'm going to give you enough to make you want to go see this. So this tree pierces through the passenger seat. So he's looking over like, holy fuck, she was right. And that app she has, if she would have been in the car with me, she would have been killed. Well, she walks home. And when she got out of the car, the minute she got out of the car, there's this freaky buzzing noise that goes off from her phone that says, user agreement broken. Meaning she didn't stay in the vehicle like she was supposed to. Whoa, terms of service. Yes. Terms of contract broken or user agreement broken. So she's like, what the fuck is that? Well, she's getting wigged out by this, and she goes in her house. She thinks somebody's following her, and there actually is a guy following her, that typical scene where you think this guy is going to uh, bear down on her. But then at the last minute, he turns, jumps on his motorcycle, and leaves, and she's like, oh, thank goodness. But then she walks into her house, and this is where I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you what happens a little bit, and then I'm going to sh- shut up. But if you remember the movie Ghost, when um, somebody would die, there was either bright lights and it gave you a really good feeling and were lifted up to heaven. But when there were some individuals that weren't so good, they'd have these creepy little black shadowy figures come get you. Do you remember yes, that the in the demons. movie Ghost? The demons. That's what came after her because of the fact she broke her terms of use contract with the countdown app. It digs. That's all I'm going to say. I was pleasantly surprised with this film. You ridiculed me for wanting to go. You said it was nothing more than a teenage uh, movie. I disagree. Rotten Tomatoes did not give it great ratings. I would really encourage people to go see this film. I think it was a great flick. What I liked about it, we always talk about the element of the monster, the demon. How often do you show it? If you show too much of it, it kind of has a tendency to lose the frightening ability. They did a really good job of not showing it. We're really creeped you out in certain instances, certain instances of the movie. 
So I'm giving Countdown high marks. Um, I think it was refreshing. It was a, a horror movie concept that has been done slightly bits and pieces of it, but enough of it was new enough to keep it fresh. And I really enjoyed it. So Countdown, I'm going to give it a, a four out of five buggy wheels. Did it have a sense of humor? Like, yes, it did. Yeah. So did it remind yeah, it you of the other ones? Happy Death Day, Final Destination? Um, a little bit. Yes, a little bit. There was a, a, a they had to go to a priest, of course, for they were trying to do an exorcism or um, find out about these demons. And the priest portrays uh, some funny, funny scenes in there with him. They did. They did have a little bit of humor in there. Correct. So powerful review. Once again, was it four out of five buggy wheels? I gave it four out of five buggy wheels. I do hope, Diggs, I didn't listen last time when you and uh, Mr. Dan. Dan, was that Lieutenant Dan? Who you did the, the podcast with last week? I shut it off during the Joker because I still, I think I'm the last person in the world. I still want to go see that. And I do want to review that with you, my version. Hopefully the next time we podcast together, even though I know it's been a couple, it's been out for a couple I weeks would watch already. It again so. with you. so let's go. Let's plan we on will, seeing the it. Joker. Okay. Okay, maybe so we saw, soon. So, yes, so we t- saw two different types of films. We saw artsy-fartsy, black-and-white film, which I, the acting was good, but there was too much weird stuff in there I would have cut out. But I get it, that's the whole point, the sense of dread that you're trapped in a little lighthouse. I did appreciate that it was a different type of movie than, you know, your typical Disney movie. And then we also mm-hmm. had your teeny bopper horror movie that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Countdown. Yes, Countdown. Mm-hmm. Powerful episode today. P- powerful, powerful impersonations. You do the De Niro. Do the De Niro. Can you do it? I can only do it with my face. Yes. I, you have to look at you me. Do, where he's got his... The frown. He's got a cigarette. Yeah, do the and frown. the cigarettes in the mouth. Yeah. Brother, you're going down. That was my Pacino from Heat. Very good. Oh. Very good. Boy, you're telling oh. You're oh. Pacino, you just decided that's to go, a, oh. That sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger ah. screwing Pacino. Ah. <laughs> it just it morphs. <laughs> ah. And then it morphs into the right. powerful episode. We want to thank everyone that listens. God bless you all. Johnny Rage blesses and God you bless, all. And God bless the USA. Yes. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast thank you for listening to the amish baby machine pop culture podcast it is available on apple podcasts spotify stitcher and everywhere else fine podcasts are found please support our podcast through patreon and shop our merch at amishbabymachine.com follow us on twitter instagram facebook and youtube this has been an amish baby machine production